Hello, welcome to Telling Like It Is. This is uh, Dave Scholler on the other side of screen, lifelong buddy and huge Met fan, Steve Silverman. How are you, Steve? Good, Dave. Thanks for having me once again. Sure. And uh, this year, we, it's good that we have some baseball uh, doing the Mets preview 2022. And I uh, figured no one better to have on than the Silv. He he lives and dies with his Mets every night like I live and die with my A's every night. And uh, he has three former A's on his team right now. So he's, they're all good players. So uh, later when we get to the program, I'll, I'll add to that. But uh, first of all, on opening day, we uh, we have an update, Silv, on the time of the game on the opening day or? Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, opening up in Washington was supposed to be four due to the weather. They pushed it to seven. So they're looking to make sure they get in because it's a four game series, no time off. So they, they want to make sure they get every game in. Good, good, good. Now, when's the Met opener at home? Do we know? Uh, next Friday the 15th. Yeah, so and we had the Tom Seaver statue, right? Tom Seaver statue unveiling and uh, 75th anniversary Jackie Roberts. Wow, that's a great day, April 15th. It's also tax day, of course. Yes. <laughs> Here on Long Island, we know that all too well, uh, tax day, and it's uh, it's very painful. But, um, yeah, so see the statue going up. I know the fans will be very happy about that because that was one of the big topics on WFAN every day. It's like, why can we don't have a Steve statue? And, you know, I, I agree. I love the Mets park, but they do need more Met history there. I I like to see some Gary Carter stuff. I like to see a straw. I like to see some guys up there, you know, uh, you know, Craig Swan, even, you know, he did some good years. I mean, you know, Kuzman, you know, just get some guys up there. Mets history is pretty good history. You need to put it up there around the ballpark. Right. Well, as we previously discussed, you know, the Wilpons, for whatever reason, he was Dodger, Dodger, Dodger. Right. So, you know, he, you know, in the Rotunda, everything's about Jackie Robinson sure. and the Dodgers. Sure. And, and then off to the side is the Met Hall of Fame. Right. So now that, so now that Cohen took over, you know, slowly but surely. Now I know Will Pond's commissioned this statue. Sure. But he he followed through with it. Right. It was supposed it was supposed to be unveiled last year, but it got pushed back to opening day this year. Uh, which is fine. It'll you know wherever they put it, everybody will go. It'll be in the media yeah. place. You go look at it. Uh, you know, Craig Carton on the fan was teasing people because you know all the fans would be crying because his knees not touching the ground. <laughs> So it's true. His knee should be touching yes. the ground. His um, knee should be touching the ground. But yeah, no, it'll be good. It's, and, right, and rightfully so. He, he, you know, it should have happened a long time ago, but his should definitely be the first. There's a couple others that maybe can get statues someday. But yeah, you know, like Cone, you know, he he is reaching out to former Mets. They bring yep. him back Old Timers Day. Good. That's very good. Um, they're retiring Keith Hernandez's number this year. Good. They so, should. you know, they're reaching, they're reaching out to the older Mets and the more popular Mets. Good. That's good. And uh, so speaking of that, how do you like your owner? You like your owner so far? I like it too. I, he hasn't really done anything that I dis, can disagree with. Right. You know, the, the Mets are the snake bit, right. but he's gone out. He hired, he hires the right people. I love this whole season. I, I, you know, Lindor last year, everybody was like, great. First year jitters, we'll see if it works out, it works out. But this offseason, I was so excited because every move he made made sense and has definite more upside. Yeah. You know, get, getting Showalter and Epler, I thought was fabulous. Sure. Showalter's a stud. Um, you know, we've only been screaming for a manager like him for 10 years. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, and Apple, Apple's got New York experience, and he's got big market experience because he was with the Angels. Sure, sure. And the thing is, you know what? You know they went out, and you know I, just, I have a couple of Met buddies at work, and I was telling them, I said, "Go get Scherzer." And they're like, "Scherzer said he won't come to New York." I always say, "Everybody has a price," you know, and and obviously we hit the price. <laughs> right. Yeah, that one I actually did not see common. Yeah, I, I thought sure. I thought in the end he was going back to the Dodgers. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I tell you, you're going to like Bassett a lot. He's an old-school pitcher. He takes the ball. He's going to give you a six or seven, and he's, he's got better stuff than you think. He's he's a, he's a real pitcher, though. He's not going to blow you away, but he's going to strike you out with you know, hitting the corners, and he's got a good overhand curveball. He loves to pitch. He's Like I say, he's a throwback. He's uh, he's not out there for the money. He actually is a competitor, and he's, you know, he's a guy that um, I couldn't believe he got back on the mound that quick after getting hit in the head with that line drive last year. Usually – it has an effect on most guys, but this guy, he's, he, he went right back out there. He's pretty crazy. And I, I liked what, I, you know, I saw one of his starts this spring. I liked what, it, you know, like you said, ball moves, he hit spots up, down, in, out, yep. you know, like an actual pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. And he can, you know, he'll give you a bullpen, uh, you know, give you a bullpen a little bit of a day off. He won't give him a full day off because nobody does anymore, but you know, he's, uh, he's going to be there for you. And he's, he's, he's been a really very consistent for us the last two and a half years. I'm sorry to see him go, but, since we're breaking it down, it obviously makes uh, makes sense. But uh, I'm just going to pull up your 40-man uh, here and uh, check it out here if I could. All right, we got uh, Vassett and Carrasco. And you're excited about Carrasco? I'm mixed about Carrasco because all I keep hearing about, he can do, he can do, he can do. He was horrible last year when he finally got back. Sure. You know, another one, he had a calf strain or a hamstring, and he missed five months. Sure. And then when he came back, it was walking home run central. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, his last start in the spring, he gave up three home runs. Sure. But if he, you know, he's another one. So but where he's going to be in our, in our rotation, if and when everybody's healthy, he's the four guy. Sure. As a four guy, there's nobody better than the four spot that he is. Right. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I noticed that you guys have uh, McGill in the bullpen right now. I thought he was, he had some really, you know, he had some. He had some good moments for you, I thought. And uh, well, he's actually starting tomorrow. Oh, good. He is starting tomorrow. Because originally they had him as a relief pitcher, and I was like, wait a second, I really liked this kid last year. He uh, well, he first half of the year, things. first half of the year, he was terrific. Yeah, he second, second, second. Well, he was also one of those guys who was hurt a lot in the minors, so he never pitched more than sixty innings. Sure. So the second half of the season, he went past the sixty innings, and he had never done that before. So everything, you know, the ball was up. They were hitting them all over the place. So his yeah. ERA went from like two something to like seven something. Right. Now, uh, how do you feel about Jacob? We're gonna get this guy back in the mound or what? Uh, they're saying two months. I'll say see you after the All Star break. <laughs> so I know you said you had a little uh, tussle on a Med fan site. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what you tell us about that? <laughs> so, so as soon as, so as soon as they announced it. Everybody's jumping all over and making the comments. Um, and I and I just said, I'm so sick and tired of this diva not being able to pitch when he's hurt. Right. He's not injured. He's hurt. Yeah. Right. You know, every pitcher after the second day of spring training has aches and pains everywhere. Yep. We can both speak to that. Learn to learn to pitch through. Yep. John Smoltz talks about it all the time. Every day you pitch with a little bit of pain. So he's just. As great as he can be, I can't consider him the best pitcher in baseball anymore because he's never there. True. That's the thing about this modern generation. They don't seem to understand that if you don't play, 
you can't be the best. It's like, be like, oh, Kyrie Irving, he doesn't play. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you know, and I'll go the other way too. You know, and a lot of people think this is nuts, but I'll go, the, I'll go this way too. Same thing for Mike Trout. Yeah, on the field, you're not the best player. Exactly. Mike Trout's missed a lot of time the last year and a half, and I'm grateful as an Ace fan. <laughs> but I heard something today too. Everybody's screaming about how many games Judges missed. Right. In, in the last four years, Trout's missed 20 more. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so, you know, he's making a great salary, making more than my whole team's uh, combined. But so you got a good start. Who's making more than your whole team? Who, who's going to be your fifth starting? Do you think? Is it going to be McGill? Do you think or no? Right. Well, okay. So right now, right now it's McGill. When, okay. If everybody's back and healthy, you're looking at Degrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco, and Taiwan Walker. Okay, Taiwan Walker. Okay, yeah. All right, so that's good. That's good. And then you got the, uh, you know, I see on the forty man, you got David Peterson here. He's still he's still pretty young, twenty six years old. I think uh, he got well, sent down. Yeah, yeah, he got sent down, but he's still on your forty man, so you can right. definitely yank him up. Um, you know, you got Trevor Williams. I'm sure he was sent down. You can still yank him up too if you need to. But that's 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 good news. Um, no, he's going to be the long man. Sure. Oh, that's good. And of course, you have uh, Seth Lugo still there, which I really like. And uh, you know, I think you, I think you're going to be all right. I, I tell you, I like some of the names in your pen. I mean, Diaz is is the key, of course. He has to grow up a little bit. He had a better year last year, but still needs to improve. But um, I I really like Adovino pickup. I I, I know he's 36, but I, I'm, I'm, what do you think about that pickup? You excited? I liked it. Um, we're we're really righty. Heavy in the bullpen. Sure. The only two lefties we have are uh, two ex-Yankees, uh, sure. Jolie Rodriguez and Chase Shreve. I like Shreve, though. Shreve has good stuff. He's got good stuff, but sometimes he's either really hittable or he can't find the plate. Oh, sure, sure. But uh, um, I really, I really Rodriguez, like I don't know that much about. Yeah. But I, I look at it like for the first, I think they said for the first month, the roster's at 28. Right. Right. So they've got one, two, three, four, five, eight guys in the uh, nine guys in the ballpen right now. Good. The main the mainstays are Lugo, Adovino, Trevor May, Trevor Williams, and Drew Smith. All right. So uh, for your starting staff, you know, uh, right now going is now. Right now, Jake is not healthy. Uh, you know, giving your starting staff like a grade before the season even starts here, knowing that Jake is not healthy right now. Would you go A, B, C, D, or obviously not an F? We haven't thrown a pitch yet. Um, or you want to go B plus, B minus? What do you got? Right now, I'll go B because I know Scherzer's an A plus. Sure. I said I'll give a B plus. Yep. To A minus. Yep. And the other three are unknowns. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And how about your bullpen? On paper, it's a B plus, A minus. Okay. So um, you're, exci- you're excited about your based on you know. See, this is where I think Buck comes into play. Sure, he's very good with the bullpen. Because, you know, last year it was, well, Lugo was hurt. Sure. So he ran Smith, May, Miguel Castro out there every day. Sure. And by the middle of May, they were shot. Yes. Well, that's that's what Bob Melvin did this year, last year as well. So you, so let's get to your manager for a second. You know, I know you're, you're probably going to give him an A. I would give him an A. Buck, I mean, I used to watch him a lot because facing the A's when he was with the Orioles. And very good manager, you know has a good feel for the game, doesn't over-analytic it either, which I really appreciate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But he also did say, because of some of his press conference, he was like, oh, no, I use analytics, but I've been in this game a long time. You know, I listen right. to my gut more than I look at the piece of paper. Okay, so now uh, how about your catching situation? you got McCann and Nito. How do you, how do you feel about that? 
Um, if McCann can go back to being the good defensive catcher, whatever we get from him hitting, fine, I'll take it. But he's got to do a better job behind the plate. He calls a good game, but he had way too many pass balls last year. Yeah, he did. You're right about that. And, you know, uh, Nito's a solid backup. That's good. That's all you need is a solid backup, a good guy who can give you a blow on that Sunday early game after a late Saturday night game, you know? Right, exactly. Play two times a week, maybe three times in two weeks. Sure. And McCann arrest. Sure. But now with the DH, you can also let McCann rest that way sometimes. Now, when we go to your infield this year, we know Pistol Pete is solid. He needs to have a little bit better year. And, you know, you know, Lindora's got to shake off the uh, the, the little bit of the situation last year with the fans, and we're hopeful of that. But you definitely – at third base here, we got McNeil. Uh, you know, what do you think about McNeil playing third? And then he's not. He's playing. He's going to play second. He's going to play second. Okay, so Robinson yeah. Cano is is uh, going to be DH for you. Yes. Okay, good. So we got McNeil at second. Who's going to play third for you? Escobar. Uh, the pickup from Milwaukee, Eduardo Escobar. Escobar. Okay, he's a good player. I remember him from last year. Now the thing is, um, Escobar is going to be good for you over there. So now. You know, I, I know you're going to laugh, but the guy I really liked the team last year, I mean, I know you probably won't use him all as Guillaume. I really thought he was a pretty solid player. I know Met fans don't like him, but I, every time I watched him, I thought he was productive. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll spell, if McNeil's not hitting, he'll spell McNeil. Right. Um, you know, they, during spring training, he, he played second, short, and third. Right. Um, you know, they, they actually played Cano at first, some in the spring. Sure. And he actually, he actually looked good over there. I think he'll hit for you too. I mean, Buck will get the most out of him. I, I, you know, I know he's old, but Jesus, that boy can hit, man. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's got he's got two years and fifty million dollars left. He's got to do something. <laughs> and uh, you know, and like I said, I, I think there's some good options there. The guy I was I was hoping you guys would trade us straight up for Dom Smith, and I could get my hands on him. But uh, but now Dom, he's kind of a man without a country right now. Yep, um, he's going to be maybe leading defensive replacement for Alonzo. Sure. He might get, you know, he might DH. I mean, right now, uh, you know, a pick, a pickup that I loved for our fourth outfielders, uh, you know, we're not in the outfield yet, but uh, Travis Jankowski. Yeah, Stony Brook, man. Love that pickup. Yeah. But Smith, you know, he can also go out in the outfield. Sure, sure. Now I like uh, I like I like I like Dom a lot. So I think your infield. How do you feel about your infield? Does it great? What do you What do you think about that squad there? I'll give them a B plus. Yeah, they they pretty solid. And the thing I like about it, I think you have some flexibility there, which I like. It gives you a little flexibility. Your outfield is uh, is interesting because JD Davis they got off a third and stuck him in the outfield. So he's he's I guess he's a permanent outfielder now. I guess they don't even list him as a infielder anymore. But Travis, Man, Janik- I still I still think he's the backup third baseman. Yeah, of course. Travis Janikowski is an excellent fielder, a little light on the stick, but he's a stony he guy. So we can, appreciate it. But, but he can run. Now let me tell you something about Mark Hanna. This this SOB is going to get on base three. He's going to have a three eighty to four hundred on base percentage. He might lead the league in hit batters. He did it again last year. He's <laughs> just a guy that if you lead him off, he'll get on. If you put him down in the lineup, he'll hit for a little bit of power. He's he's unbelievable that way. He's an old school player that way. He's a throwback. Um, he's a very solid, solid fielder. He's, he can even play center in an emergency. He doesn't have great wheels, but he gets to the ball. He's a good judge of the ball. He plays right. He plays first. He plays center. He plays left. And he's a solid player. The Met fans are going to really like him. He's uh, he's like a buck or a Bobby V special kind of guy. He's one of those guys that you can play a bunch of places. Um, 
Sterling Marte, you're going to just freaking love. You loved it when I my A's got him last year for a rental. But, man, is he a good player. Hits the ball the other way, has fun, steals bases. Oh, my goodness, a guy who could steal a base. I'm so excited for the Mets. Oh, yeah, well, if you remember, when you got him, I started screaming. I said, that's the one guy I want the Mets to get this offseason. Same thing I said for the Mets. I'm a Met, <laughs> I can tell you, my Mets fans at work, we eat lunch together every day. I said, hey, go get this guy. I said, last year, I said, we can't resign. This guy's a stud. You know, I mean, you go get him. And then, of course, you know, I know everybody laughs, but Nimmo's a good player too. I mean, what? You know, yeah, what but he's hurt now. His next bother him again. Yeah, I mean, but he's a solid. I mean, this this outfield is interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not in love with Marte and right and Nimmo in center though. No, I'd rather have Marte in center. Marte is very good in center. The only thing I'd say about Marte in center is he only goes to the wall to hit it like 50 percent of the time. He'll pull up a couple of times. Nimmo is a very good center fielder, but Marte is a, is a stud. But, like I said, Canada. But I Canna, but Canna I understand both. But I understand why he's putting him in right because at a Canada's in left. So between Nimmo and Marte, Marte can make the throw from right field. Nimmo can't. That's correct. But Canada's got a very nice arm too. It's a, it's better than average. Uh, how's JD out there? Uh, two shades higher than Todd Olney. <laughs> a lot of Met fans just winced or drove off the road when they heard that. But uh, they're listening to this on Spotify tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'd say I'd say Dom's a better left fielder than JD. Okay, okay, Dom's a better left fielder than JD. So Dom, I think Dom then will will get his chances then with this uh, outfield the way it is. I mean. Uh, and right now the roster is at how many? 26, 27? 28. 28. And, and it stays this way till when? Uh, May 1st. Now, that's a good rule. I like that because we're trying to make up games here from a week ago. So that's right. a good rule to start. I, I, Now, let's get back to the rule changes for the year. Okay, we, we're going to still have the Ghost Runner at second, which I have to be honest with you. Now, I know I'm a traditionalist, but I like the Ghost Runner at second for the same reason I liked the seven-inning doubleheader, because it saves the arms. And the arms today in Major League Baseball, are as fragile as it gets. You fart near one of these guys, they're out. What do you think about I'm that? I'm still down. The seven, the seven inning doubleheader, I, I kind of liked, especially if you had a day where, oh, look, we're playing a doubleheader and stick around with Scherzer. Bullpen stay home. Yeah, bullpen stay home. That's why I liked about it too. But to me, it saves the arms. And those, and those extra inning games, all this launch angle, these games are going 19 innings. Now they're not. You know, the problem is with the ghost runner, I mean, unless you're totally inept, that guy's scoring. Well, so now you're looking to get two and three runs instead of just one. Sure. The thing I liked about it was it really brought back strategy. And the, uh, you know, if you, if you hold the team in the top half and you're the home team in the bottom, you just got to bunt them over. But so many teams were not good at that. I mean, I, uh, I like it. They don't know what to want. The only thing I didn't like about it, and this is a far fetch, you can lose a perfect game. You never yep. have to have a guy get on, but you have two grounders and he scores and you lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not going to happen too often, but I'm just saying. So uh, those those couple of rules, you know, I'm, 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 you know, we're not going back to the uh, seven inning thing, but I really liked it for the pitchers because to, today it's, I'm just trying to be a realist with the amount of arms that we have and and you know all the different things we do and uh, and things of that nature. But um, now on the let me look at the uh, over unders here for your division here. The Mets are at 89 and a half. Um, and this is the date of this over under is April 1st. So we already knew that Jacob was a little shaky there, but uh, so what do you feel about 89 and a half this? Self? 
pre-Jake being hurt, I would have said no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was looking at 103, 104 wins. <laughs> How about now though? What do you think? I'll still go over. Yeah, I would say I thought that number was a little low myself. I'll say I'd say right now 94, 95. The only reason I say that is because are we we're not going with the balance, we're going with the balance schedule or we're not. I don't think we are. I think no, it's it's the same same course. way. So to me, the, the Nationals have sold off a lot. So I feel like you're going to take advantage of them. So, and the Marlins will be okay, but they'll sell off at the end too. So I feel like you're going to get you they pester us. Yeah, they do. The Marlins always bother you guys, like the Mariners bother the A's. Uh, the thing is, though, I still feel like you're going to be able to play the. Na- I thought your division last year was even deeper though than this year. Yes, and, and this this year you, I feel like you got to hope. Yeah, you got to hope you split. We'll stay close with the Braves and the Phillies. Sure. And take it. And, and you eat up and you eat up the Marlins and the Nets. Right. Now, now Braves prediction number is 89. How do you feel about the Braves this year? I know they got my man Olsen there. Yeah, yeah they're going like, over. They're yeah, going the Braves, over. The Braves are tough. I mean, they're a very tough team. And and I, I expect more from the Phillies this year. They've been a little bit low since Joe arrived. I'm expecting better things. Um, hope not because the A's open up with them in Philadelphia. But <clears throat> I'm hoping to wait till after this weekend. But I'm feeling like the Phillies have been a little disappointed the last couple of years. You know, I'm not a Philly fan or anything, but just watching from an observer who watches baseball every night, I felt like they, they were just, they just do st- just watching them when they play the Mets. They just do stupid things. Yeah. And that's surprising for a Joe Girardi team. And uh, I know, you know, I mean, what's, you know, the stud had a great year last year, but you know, he needs to have another one of those years and, and they need to you know get a little more pitching, of course, but you know, the Phillies this year, you know, I, I think they'll be a, a better team. But like I think the Marlins, that number seventy-seven and a half. But I, I don't know, man. If they, they really overachieved the last couple of years in some ways, and the Nationals a big step back. Their numbers at seventy and a half. So they sold the farm, as we know. So um, you know, I mean, no, they still got the stud back there. Soto's still there, but they're uh, they're going to be tough in that regard. But I think they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be going to the youth movement. Them and the A's will be playing in the toilet bowl, I think, eventually, and uh, they'll both get to play each other. But so how are you feeling about your division? What do you I know you just said you wanted to split with the Braves and Phillies and take advantage of the other guys, but do you feel like you'll have a chance to win your division or what do you think? I think we're first or second. Definitely, definitely in the wild card this year. Sure. And we have three wild cards this year, correct? Right. Yep. Now now they're gonna let you choose who you want to play. You know how dangerous that well, is. Well, no, it's two, well, it's twelve. No, it's twelve. It's twelve. So I think with the twelve teams, yeah, six so it's six each on each side. Right. I think uh, best record and second best get by. Right. And then three, six, four, five. Right. Because yeah, that, that thing they were proposed about p- picking who you play, that's a disaster for a magic. It's then you're psyching up to whoever it's an automatic disadvantage. Right. Like, who you pick, they're going to use this as bulletin board material. It's the dumbest rule I've ever heard in my life. You know, it's just incredible. But uh, see, so so you, as I hate to use this phrase on the radio here, but gun to your head, you feel like you're going to beat out the Braves? No. No, okay, fair enough. So um, now, I feel like uh, I feel like your manager and their manager and a Philly manager, solid managers in the division. I feel like it's a well managed division. I feel like the NL East and the American League East are both going to be some quality divisions this year. Yeah, especially the AL East. With you know, I don't feel like the AL East, besides the Orioles, really has a down team in there. But I think the NL East is going to be a very competitive division. I really feel like uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, I I don't see. 
I don't see too many easy nights off because even though, even when you go play in Nationals, we got a couple of guys that I could beat you on any given night. And the Marlins are always the thorn for the Mets. You know, you got to yes. take advantage of playing them. But um, now, who else do you do you have any other teams in the National League that you're going to keep your eye on? That uh, oh. you, that that you're just for fun or just out of respect? Uh, definitely the Dodgers because they're ridiculous. They're they're so stacked; it's not even funny. Yeah, I don't even know how they like Hall of Fame is going to be on the bench. <laughs> So yeah, I'm hitting ninth. So I'm hitting 370 with 32 home runs and a mitten knife. <laughs> All right, we're back in our sun camera. I have to look at that Mets stuff. But yeah, it's uh the Dodgers are it's unbelievable. I mean, like you just wonder how they can keep all those guys happy. I mean, you just you have to ask yourself that question. Dave Roberts going well, they're, through, all, it's, it's they're so all getting smart. paid. Yeah, when you think about it. The Met the Mets payroll right now. Um, well, there are okay, so the total pay- payroll right now. Is almost two hundred and seventy-two million. That's awesome. That's awesome. Their adjusted is two fifty-two. Okay. The Dodgers got them by. The Dodgers got them by almost thirty million dollars. That's right. They do. They do. And the funny thing is, a little trivia for you out here. And Silva's telling me this yesterday. He he sent me an apology text that the A's have the same payroll today as they had in nineteen ninety-one. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> Number one payroll in baseball, thirty-three million dollars. Yep. Same pay. Same payroll today. That's correct. And well, that uh, you know, you know, on, on that vein, yeah. I didn't the whole lockout. Sure. I don't get I don't get it every time. Me neither. They're making it players versus owners. Yeah. How about owners get your crap together? Yeah, this should be a minimum that you have to spend. And every yeah, if you want you, you know, the only way you bring the you know, if I if I was Scherzer in the committee, okay, so you want this luxury tax kind of like a cap. Sure. Fine. Then I want a basement. Yep. You want a minimum wage, a price floor, and you want the teams that have to spend the money on players. You right, have to spend the money on players. So I read something uh, last week. This year, from the TV contracts, every team is getting around $104 million. $104 million. The A's network, uh, CSN, is they do they they make a lot of money. They do a good job. I mean, they, they that's just from the national. Yeah. I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking yeah. about their own sure. individual. Sure. So you're looking. So you're looking at 104 million dollars will come into you from Major League Baseball before the season even starts. Sure. And your payroll is 33 million. What the hell are you using the money for? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's it's true. really simple. Owners, get your crap together. Tell these guys if they can't withhold a minimum uh, payroll, sell the team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what you're preaching to the choir with Fisher. Fisher has just been probably one of the biggest dirtbag owners. He's not been honest with the Oakland fans. And forget about the spending the money. I could live with that if you just told the fans we're leaving any year or we're staying. Just tell tell the fans so the fans have something. These are people's livelihoods in a tough economic time. Like these people need to know if they have a stadium job or not. And <clears throat> it's crazy. But um, yeah, yeah, you just still tell don't the know if it's going to be Vegas. It's going to be Nashville. Exactly. Just tell, be... tell the fans somewhere else that's why i said on my A's podcast i mean tell for the season preview it's like that was a real fun thing a season preview for the A's this year but they're trying to find the bright spots but the thing is you have to say to people like just try to be honest with your clientele right now you know these are people who's like i said their livelihoods are uh, all about it so uh, you need to you need to be fair to the people it's um it's not asking a lot to when you're a billionaire to just talk straight to the people and let them know now yeah, you know it's 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 pretty pathetic when there are 11 guys in the major leagues whose salary this year will be more than seven teams total payroll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, as an ace fan, I'm really used to the payroll. I can even handle that. A lot of people say, how can you do it? I go, it's not that. Just be honest with the fans about your plan. Like just, 
just be straight. These people, they deserve that. This has been a good fan base. It's one of the loudest fan bases when they're there. I mean, that place does rock, believe it or not. I wish they'd fix the old place that we have instead of moving, but <clears throat> I guess nobody wants to do that anymore. But, um, yeah, so we can get rid of the exploding toilets and things of that nature. But I like all the foul ground. I like all the big ballpark. I like all that stuff. So I don't want to lose that, but I don't want to go to Vegas and have a launching pad either. I don't want to. Mike Hampton's the last pitcher that went to Colorado. I don't, I don't want that situation in Vegas. Well, that's what I'm saying. I see. I think Nashville is like the perfect spot for them. Me too. I'll be, I tell myself, they go to Nashville, we're taking a road trip. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm in the car, baby. <laughs> So, I so even take Virginia. We'll be back on Sunday night. Hey, give me some Virginia. Give me. I'll take Virginia. I'll take Nashville. I. Well, I say no to Virginia because of the Nats and the Orioles. True. True. They were. Na- yeah. Nashville's far enough south, and yep. it's not Charlotte. Right. And with and with and with Vanderbilt, Nashville will support a team. Oh yeah, I, I tell you, I would love them to go to Nashville. That'd be my dream. But I don't want to lose the green and gold, Silva, and I don't want to lose the name either. They better not do that. They better not change my name. Be very pissed off. They take away my white cleats and my green and gold. I'm gonna have major problems. <laughs> That's how we fell in love with the A's in the first place. But <clears throat> so the Dodgers obviously are very good this year. We got the Braves, the Mets. How about the Central here? Let's think about the Central. I think the Cardinals will be pretty solid again. Cardinals are the Cardinals. They'll be yeah, there. They'll the always be good. I think the Giants will be pretty solid again. They're always well run. I mean, they did lose Posey. He did retire, right? So I mean, that's gonna hurt. I think the Padres. We gotta see if the stud how many games he plays this year, right? I mean, how long is he gonna be out for? Um, they don't know, and they're still talking about looking into voiding his contract. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, that's that one could get ugly. Yeah, that's going to be bad. Great player, but still, you, you know, they game. tried, they tried, uh, you know, they tried pushing the Dom Smith for Chris Paddock trade. Yeah, last week, and now he's out with a torn uh, UCL. Yeah, the thing is, if you're the Padres, that I said to the guys last year when he got hurt, that injury is a recurring injury because he swings so hard. That's never going to go away. Right. So, I mean, he's one of those guys that I think he'll be hurt for his whole life, which is really terrible. He'll be one of those great players that we all grew up with that you'll see a guy like like J.R. Richard who comes along who's a great player, and all of a sudden he just does nothing they can do. I mean, like, he'll keep getting the same injury. And this is this is an injury where this is going to recur, and he's such a great talent. He's a wonderful player, but you feel bad for the guy. And, uh, and they got Machado, but he's the better player than Machado. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of sad, you know, because you're going to miss out on a great player. So the Padres yeah, – Yeah, good. so out there it's the, those three. Sure. And then, who else in the central could be a problem? Let's see. The Reds sold, let's see the Reds are the Reds kind of sold a lot, but they'll be tough. Pirates are still not there. Uh who else? How about the how about the brew crew? The brew crew could be all right, right? The brew crew good pitching, be very good pitching staff. Yep, they'll be all right. Um, I know you guys were dabbling with the one relief pitcher from uh Milwaukee. Weren't you looking at Hater or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he's a good yeah. pitcher. He's he's, he's gonna be one of he's gonna be the number one uh deadline acquisition. Yeah, well, you got to see, you know, it's funny. These days, these teams seem to give up. So you got to see by July 1st who's falling out of it. And then you got the owner with the deep But pockets. then again, with the extra with the extra wild card, now they're like, oh, True. not that far out. True. Unless you're going to pull an A's and be one game out and sell off. <laughs> the A's did that a couple of times. One game out, and we sold it. <laughs> and then uh, Chicago. Yep, they're going to be tough. No, well, Strowman's already kicking and screaming that he doesn't like it. He wants out. Oh, good. I, I'm so happy. I'm so hard. I, I'm so happy he's out of here. Just, just can you just go to the mound and pitch and be a millionaire? I mean, good God, these guys today. I mean, I, I go out there and pitch right now. No one would want to watch, but I do it for a lot less than a million. I'll tell you, just pay my pay my meals. <laughs> but these guys, here's my mortgage. Here's my mortgage. Take care of that. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. So it's like, um, 
it's just disgraceful. You know, you sit there, he's like, Jesus, can we, these guys just pitch? I mean, Jesus, Lord, these guys are so, so blessed to be able to pitch on a manicured mound and all this other stuff. And good God. But I think, I think the Mets did the right thing in the offseason with the clubhouse, too. I think that was important to not, to not keep uh, Rizzo, even though Rizzo's a good player. <clears throat> not Rizzo. Well, what's his face? Who'd you have there? Who'd you keep? Who was with Lindor last year? The guy causing all the, uh, the brouhaha. Uh, Bias. Bias. Yeah, no Bias. We got him out of here. Rizzo over the Yankees was different, but yeah, we got Bias out of there. We got uh, got Stroman out of there. I think Buck is going to keep uh, a good clubhouse, which is important. So, but so yeah, plus, I, I think the plus, Mets he, are, plus he walks in there with automatic respect. Right. I, I think the Mets are a playoff team, though. I think the Mets fans should be excited, but the Mets fans are so gloom and doom on the radio. You think like they treat their franchise like they're the Lions. I'm like, you guys have made the playoffs a lot. Like, what are you bitching about? I mean, like, all right, I know you haven't won since 86, but you're in the World Series in 15. That's not that long ago. You know what I mean? It, it's like, and you've been in the playoffs after that, haven't you? Uh, well, the one game playing in 16. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, they talk like they're the Lions. <laughs> the fans are horrendous. The New York oh, fans, because, as we know. Because, yeah. it, well, that's, that's twofold because – you want you're talking you went from 69 to 73 to 86. Right. From 86 2015. You went to, went to 2000. Right. Right. Then from 2000 you went to 2015. Right. And in between all that gap it wasn't oh we just missed it was oh my sure. god we're horrible. Sure. Yeah, well the 70s Mets were really bad after 73. We know that, but I don't think your teams have been as bad as the Bruce Beauclair Mets. <laughs> no. So those uh, <laughs> Willie Montanez, <laughs> Dougie Flynn. Yeah, I don't King think as bad as that, but I mean, I understand what you're saying. But the Yankee fans have even been crying more. These people just like they win 95 every year in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, now now the big cry is uh, judge, judge, judge. You better sign judge. You know, we, we don't win games the right way. The Yankee fans cry. <laughs> we don't guess during the season, the bullpens are so bad on these teams that the Yankees are going to get their 90 wins just by crushing the ball. That's why I think the Mets are going to have a good chance this year because I feel like you're going to score even when you're not performing that well because there's these bullpens on these teams and you'll have Buck in there. He'll, he'll move runners and stuff. And I, I feel like the Mets will be all right. Last year, you guys' offense was not as good as it should have been. So it's um, it would be good to see, you know, see the Mets offense pick up, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, well, it's like anything else every year. The, you know, the New York ifs, if this happens, great. If not, oh boy. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, um, everything everything can go great. Everybody can be hit. The starting pitchers will be pitching. <clears throat> and Diaz is a bad year and screwed. Yeah, but you know, you know what I like about your team though right now is you got the manager, you got Scherzer, who's instant credibility, who's a tough guy. And then I think the uh, best thing I like is if you're if you're close, this guy will go spend the money. Oh yeah. You gotta oh, be excited. So you gotta be excited. So say say haters available like and in july and the, and the brew crew's having a rough year you, you, this guy's gonna go do it oh yeah and if somebody and if somebody else and if a bat goes down and somebody gets hurt he'll go okay where can we he'll tell Epler, go get me somebody but you know what's funny too though i think the mets have some bat depth i really do i think you have options i think that buck knows the old expression that the bench is the best teacher so if he's having one of those years where he's mind mind killing himself you know where he just doesn't deal with things I think I'll have a lot of days where, you know, all right, Robbie can get in there and, you know, give us a couple innings and then uh, give us a couple of the bats. You know, Robbie's going to hit. This guy will be 95 in the old folks' home going off in the old folks' softball game. <laughs> this oh, yeah. Is, this guy can flat out hit. So, I mean, 
I think his range is obviously very limited, but yeah, he can give you a couple innings back there and he'll DH for you. But I think McNeil's got to produce this year. He was really disappointing last year. Yeah, well, you know, him and Lindor got into that fight and big, that's big fight. Yeah, with the, with the fox, yeah, the sucked the squirrel, squirrels, and <laughs> possums, and squirrels, and rats. Yeah, sure, and, sure. Well, definitely know, but, gotta, we, we definitely got to catch a game. Uh, we definitely got to go out to the to the uh, city field there. It's a nice field. I really, I really like that field. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Mets this year. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to Max Scherzer. Um, I was happy they picked him up. I mean, I know my team's not going to pick him up, so I can watch other teams and pick him up and fantasize about my team having a payroll. But it's well, fun I'm to see. Looking, I'm looking. I mean, the, the ones I'm really looking forward to this year are Scherzer, Marte, and I want to see what Lindor does. Sure. And I, I Buck Showalter, I'm really looking forward to that. Even a couple of the press conferences already, he was just so professional. They're like, oh, you don't have Jacob. He's like, well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have we still have a game, and then we're going to move on. He just answered it perfectly. Puts out all the fires. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's – he's you're going to love the Buck Showalter trot out to the mound. <laughs> With my Rosie back here, the puppy's chewing on a baseball right now. She's uh, ready for baseball <laughs> season. She's in the background here. All right, Steve, yeah, he, so uh, any, uh, any other thoughts on your Mets before we let you go? Uh, everything falls into place. They'll be playing in November. Nice. Still uh, going brash here. They can talk in World Series. Fall Classic. I, and I, I would love to see them uh, go against either the Red Sox or uh, I think the, I think the surprise of the American League is just going to be the Angels. Yeah, well, the Angels have got to get it right sooner or later. <laughs> they keep spending all that money and suck. Only only because all the idiot Mets fans will be screaming, I told you so, if Syndergaard yeah. turns sure. into a pitcher. Yeah, but I don't know if he will, man. This guy, he's out in L.A. You know he's out partying every night. <laughs> he's, a, he's just, I don't know, man. There's something wrong there. I know Joe Madden's good and all, but something's wrong there. But we'll see. But uh, all right, so, Sil, we, we thank you for coming on, uh, telling it like it is, and uh, doing this Mets preview with us. And uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, fans can listen on Spotify, Apple, and obviously Anchor, and YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place. And uh, definitely pick us up. And uh let us know what you think. Always appreciate the comments. And um, well, Steve, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. Anytime.